Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. Where some see another small town, T-Mobile sees businesses in need of connectivity. So they built the largest 5G network to cover cities, towns, and the most interstate miles in between. Where some see a caller in a queue, they see an opportunity for experts to provide real-time solutions. Where some see another virtual meeting, they see 5G-enabling wireless, real-time translations to help your business succeed almost anywhere you work. Their unique approach has made T-Mobile for Business the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes benefits like 5G in every plant. So you get it all without trade-offs. Unconventional thinking, it's better for business. T-Mobile for business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network. 5G user experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com for J.D. Power 2020 award information. Visit JDPower.com slash awards. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Duncan Robinson is very rich, <laughs> and now we know why he didn't want to come on the show. Today. Yes, that's that's uh, he. Duncan texted us. We we mm-hmm. talked about it what a, f- a few weeks ago when when he was in L.A. and uh, we 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 said <laughs> come on the show, and then he's like, ah, I can't. I'm doing Friday yeah. beer show, whatever. Um, Duncan hit, walked into our studio and said, "Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people yeah. around." <laughs> in the it, when he was texting us to say he couldn't come on the show, I remember him saying. <laughs> I'll be back in August. Let's do mm. it in August. And now I understand why he wanted to wait until August. Dude. Yes. He wanted to, he wanted I, to th- smack us with stacks. That, that's, that's the only thing that I can take that's, away that's from that's this. Really, <laughs> a true in. bad guy. Uh, Duncan Robinson has signed what the Michigan basketball program is proudly declaring the largest yes. contract of an undrafted Big player. Big 10 stat of the day. Uh, who also played Division Three? People forget. <laughs> who also, once upon a time, was considering a journalism career. Mm. Uh, and he texted, texted me. you that one time. I don't know if yeah. people remember that, but <laughs> once upon a time, Duncan texted me. But also, he still is doing a journalism career, as Woj pointed out. Uh, mm. He is the host of the Long Shot Pod. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Owned and operated by Tommy Alter, another friend of the program. What a, what a time! Who would have thought this all would come together? Uh, we're going to talk about NBA free agency a little bit. It is underway, and uh, this is, according to the nerds on the internet, this is the only time, basically, mm. the NBA, uh, th- this is the best time of the NBA take. Yes. This is the exciting time. Yes. This is the the, the, the time things the get shaken up. The NBA makes money off potential, right? That, that's yep. what the NBA cares about. They don't care about product. They care about potential, and free agency is all about, and the draft itself is all about potential. This is the uh, time of year where a guy signs a four-year, $72 million contract and some mm. 18-year-old nerd in freaking mm. Kansas loses his mind on the internet and says, I wouldn't have given him more than $63 million mm-hmm. for four Bad years. deal. I can't. Bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? $78 Fire million for Evan Fortier? Are you kidding me? That's more like a $55 million <laughs> deal. Uh, meanwhile, the team USA is back in a big way, uh, mm. by defeating Spain and a come from behind victory, but, uh, team USA is in the final four in the Olympics, Tate, uh, the, the panic button may have been pressed too soon or has it been pressed too yeah. soon. We will, we will suss that out. Mm-hmm. You are the team USA expert. Yes. Um, I will, <laughs> I will defer to you in terms of uh, how big of a fraud team USA is, but we're in the final four, which means 
we have to now lose two games in a row to not medal, which mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. We're mm-hmm. going to be on the podium. Congratulations. Yes. We yes. did it. <laughs> we've always medaled uh, when we have competed in the Olympics. Uh, and gra- granted, we've had bronze, we've had gold, we've had silver. But I feel like finally uh, we have a real shot to maybe not medal, Titus, even though your optimism Ooh. is high. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Panic it. button. The hand is hovering. <laughs> I'm, yeah, uh, I'm over the meanwhile, there's some college basketball news. Number one, mm. um, the NCAA is having a meeting. It has been announced in November. They are basically uh, having an existential crisis where they're going to uh, try to figure out what the hell they are. So we might talk about that. Also, SEC rumors that they're never going to go away. Teams are trying to join the SEC. Yeah. Or are they? I don't know. We'll suss yeah, that out. We'll see. Also, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are meeting today. To, to figure out if they can form a super conference. So. I love it. I love it. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. We'll get to as much of it as we can. But first, Woody Durham. All right, NBA free agency is underway. Uh, the clock started, when was it, Monday? Yeah, Monday at, I think so. Uh, midnight. The, that's at, at midnight, the clock started, and all these deals got done uh, very quickly, Tate. Very uh, impressive work there. Who moves faster, the uh, mm-hmm. NBA, NBA front offices and agents or – uh, college basketball head coaches when players go into the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. I remember there was this running joke, uh, probably like 2011, 2012, Mitch Kupchak. Uh, he was waiting until the deadline, like right when, right when it struck midnight, Mitch Kupchak would start calling free agents for the first time. And then he realized that everyone had been tampering behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like, wait a second. I thought we were all playing the same game here, but uh, far from that. Yeah. And that, that really is the NBA. It is a lot of tampering behind the scenes. I mean, I, I saw Russell Westbrook met with LeBron James and Anthony Davis where they discussed the trade that would happen about three weeks ago. Again, it's that, all stupid. It's all stupid. Like it's all stupid. Me, I, I, I think uh, now that the NCAA is allowing players to make money, I think the next crusade mm. for the blue checkmark basketball fans on Twitter uh, is to have the NBA get rid of all of its rules. Yeah. It, 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 it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes I mean, no, they, they've gotten it, rid of traveling. They've gotten rid of caring. Just right. keep it going. Just get rid of everything. <laughs> it makes no sense. So you're the, like, we all know what's going on anyway. And and really like the rationale behind it is, is very, very stupid mm-hmm. that you, I, and again, if you're trying to do the, the deal that people love to do where they, they liken NBA players to their own, lives you know like like when when the malice in the palace happens ron artest should be thrown in prison because Mm -hmm. if i was at my job yeah and i punched a guy (laughs) (laughs) i would be arrested so why is it you know like people love making those yes false equivalencies uh so why don't we do that with the nba and say like if i wanted to negotiate a deal Mm-hmm. I, I can do this whenever I want. Yeah. It's a free market. What yeah. are we doing? Why do I have rules? Why can I not talk? And they're doing it anyway, Tate. It's it's stupid. It's all very dumb that they, that that we have to wait. But uh, nonetheless, all that thank God, all the GMs did wait, and uh, they got to work on day one. And um, <laughs> it was about two minutes after the deadline. Uh, you know, ninety million dollar deals are signed four minutes <laughs> into the into the new free agency period. Somehow that works. Certainly, the biggest news in our world is Duncan Robinson, five mm-hmm. years, ninety million dollars, uh, staying with the Miami Heat. Which is it's it's on one hand very exciting news. Duncan is very very rich. I'm very happy for him. He's always been like kind of grounded, but now we get to see how grounded he's really going to be. Yeah. You know, like it's always he's always played the uh, common man role pretty well. Mm-hmm. As he's as he's ascended in the NBA here, 
But uh, now the test is really on tape yeah. because I, I have a feeling our phone calls are going to start going unanswered a little more often. I have mm-hmm. a feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, some stuff like that's gonna. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It, we'll see what happens it, next. It's tough to think that a man with ninety million dollars is going to act the exact same. I would assume that he's going to be in different circles, uh, yes. probably hanging out more with you know JJ Redick in the Hamptons, uh, as millionaires yes. do. Um, we would yep. presume all this. We're not sure. I thought the best thing for Duncan uh, as free agency started. You know, all these sites. You know, the Athletic, CBS, you know, NBA.com, whatever it is, they have their top ten free agents. And Duncan Robinson was in the top 10 of all of them. And uh, I thought that was a huge win for our show because one, we, we, we pushed him to the moon, uh, you know, about three, four years ago at this point. And right now he, you know, he goes to the finals in the bubble. He gets the Jimmy Neutron treatment. He, he gets all the, you know, the the conversation around him culturally. Uh, yep. You know, he gets all the jokes, all the memes, all that sort of stuff. But again, if you look at the, there's a lot of free agents. Like he was ahead of Devontae Graham. He mm-hmm. was ahead of Tim Hardaway Jr. He was ahead of Spencer Dinwiddie. So Duncan Robinson is a legit star. And now he's a multimillionaire. And uh, we just have to remember that he was originally a friend of the program. Big Ten stat of the day, Duncan Robinson was a top 10 free agent in the 2021 free agent draft class on most these sites. On 83% of the sites, (laughs) he was listed. Congrats, Duncan. Uh, no, it's it's exciting. We're uh, we're obviously very happy for him, and and it's well deserved. And and by that I mean that my friend getting money is always well deserved. I don't actually yes. know. Uh, some nerd will probably chime in and be like, his his advanced stats actually say that he deserves seventy seventy three million, million. Over, yeah, yeah. over five years, not ninety. <laughs> so that I say, shut just up, my ass. shut up. It's well deserved. He deserves the money. Uh, the part that sucks, the part that's boring, is that mm. this deal was done, as we said, like three minutes after the the deadline or the 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 window opens yep uh and he stayed with the miami which like i didn't want him to not stay with miami i just wanted i wanted some tip to net graphics from Duncan. Yes, i wanted some too. mystique i wanted his name floated to the lakers to the knicks yes uh i wanted i wanted him to like toy with the idea of going to china or australia or something mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. the, the idea the idea of like a, an, an offer has been made from the Chinese basketball league for mm-hmm. Duncan to make like $50 million a year. And they yeah. want to like build, you know, whether it's true they or want not, to start like, a new I franchise wanted, with Duncan. Yes. Yes. I wanted all this stuff to float around. We could come on the show, talk about it. We could try <laughs> to call Duncan unsolicited. See yes. if he, you know, get his, get it. None of that's going to happen now. No. So he, he, all that happened was the window open and Duncan got rich and, and everything else stayed the same. <laughs> yeah, well, and also shout out to Duncan because, uh, you know, when we were joking on this program when he snubbed us, I, you know, I assumed that Miami was moving on because I thought to myself, there's no way that Pat Riley walks into his office, a man who has, you know, put together some of the greatest teams in NBA history, that he was going to say, I, I got to pay Duncan $90 million because I assumed teams like the Knicks, like you said, would, yeah. would throw a huge offer at him to basically try to steal him away from the Miami Heat. So the fact that Pat Riley got in a room and said, we're not letting Duncan leave. I mean, that is that he has to feel great about that. I mean, this is one of the, the, the pillars of NBA basketball saying, Duncan, you belong here. You're great. We love you here in Miami. And, uh, I couldn't be happier for him. I, I love the idea of the Pistons signing him um, yes. to, to, for for the Michigan connection. And then Duncan looks up and realizes he's on a team with Isaiah Livers. And, and, and Livers is like, I'm <laughs> actually better than him. He's like telling everybody, he's like, I, st- I should start over him. <laughs> Livers takes his minutes once again. Uh, another, another big deal that happened in our world uh, that's also equally 
uh, good news in that yes. one of our guys got the bag, but also bad news in that this is extremely boring. boring. And yeah. I was hoping for more intrigue and and content. And frankly, it's disgusting that our friends don't ever think about us. <laughs> uh, Mike Conley, once again, secures the bag. Three mm. years, $74 million deal to stay in Utah. Um, I, I'm happy for Mike, but also I'm devastated for myself because I, yes. I wanted to will Mike to Los Angeles somehow, either the Clippers, mm-hmm. the Lakers. I didn't care. I just love the idea of Mike playing in LA and like I can use that to my personal game somehow. <laughs> and that dream is dead. Yes, you were like, I need tickets to games, Mike. Please come yes. to Los Angeles. Uh, Let me go hang out with but, Kanye but, but, and, but, and Nobu <laughs> with you or something, you know? And just like, I promise I won't tell stories on the pod. I promise. Yeah, you promise. Uh, this is tampering. You know what I mean? This is the problem with tampering because if tampering did not exist, Russell Westbrook does not have dinner at LeBron's house on Taco Tuesday with Anthony Davis and agree basically to be the third option so then we would have started free agency at midnight and then i think there's a world in which mike conley could have gotten ahead of russell westbrook and convinced you know anthony davis and lebron Whoa. james that he was going to be their point guard of the future but because Whoa. of the tampering that happened three weeks ago russell westbrook basically took his spot so that's why i'm upset you know what how I mean? do you how do you file a claim i like that idea how do you yeah. like you, you know how like when you're watching golf uh you can just like call a hotline apparently or at least that's my understanding of it that, yes that, that's that you saw someone times. move the ball on yeah, camera. yeah yeah and you just call the hotline mm-hmm. that's, i think mm-hmm. that's how it works anonymous tip yeah the anonymous <laughs> tip line that uh bryson dechambeau grounded his club in the bunker please yes, yes. <laughs> everyone, everyone in america would be doing that if he was in the olympics <laughs> yeah, thank god he was in the olympics <laughs> you talk about uh, pulling against your own country that would have been really uh, tough thank you xander shoffley where's the tip line uh for tampering i need to call that and and, and, and complain to adam silver that ru- the taco tuesday has ruined i mean my my trips to nobu with mike conley david or- stern would never <laughs> let this happen because like david stern understands that content is, is king you know what i mean yes. and he also likes the idea of competition so he would have had to he would have let you know rob palinka flounder a little bit in this new free agency pool but instead lebron james gets ahead of it lebron james gets the deal done and here we are david mike conley stern- back to the jazz if any two teammates met with another NBA player, David Stern would make them record the entire conversation and yes. submit a report of all the things you talked about and why you talked about. And then them. he would release the tapes. <laughs> he would even put it out there. Uh, well, this is—is is this good for content though? Because I'm trying to think of uh, mm. other big names. Uh, Chris Paul staying with the Suns. I don't think that was much of a surprise. At least it wasn't to me. I, I, I know the Lakers were. The 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 I, I don't dark the horse favorite. yeah the dark horse that's what you say the, the 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 again the content team that was mm-hmm. the content angle it was mm-hmm. like what if Chris Paul's on the Lakers and as I said to you when, when those rumors initially started floating why would Chris Paul go to a worse team and I I don't even think that was a joke that was like legitimately yeah. my thought of like if Chris Paul wants to win a ring why would he leave the team he almost won a ring with to <laughs> yeah, go join the team that he beat the first <laughs> Makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, so that's kind of boring, Tate. Yep. Uh, but also $30 million for a 40-year-old Chris Paul. I mean, he is going to be the highest-paid NBA player based on contracts ever. He's going to make $446 million career earnings once, he's, once he wraps it up at age 40. I mean, that is... Uh, I don't even understand... How how else to even talk about this other than one? What a, what a flex by him to get that front office to agree to that because he was already you know you you feel like you got one or two more years of Chris Paul at best. In fact, he was already reeling by the time we got to Game Five in the finals, and now we're gonna pay him for four more years. I mean, it's good for Aiton, it's good for development. I like that. I I like that angle. But I I think if I'm the Suns, 
Chris Paul is going to be on my staff. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm looking at a player coach situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monty Williams is making five million dollars a year. Chris Paul is making thirty to be his assistant coach. But <laughs> that's where we're headed. When are we? Gonna, when are we going to get to the point uh, where it's no longer rings culture? It's bag culture. And oh, we it start is. Talking it's already about there. Guys. It's already. There. I know, but like we start like we we stop counting how many rings guys have, and we start talking about Chris Paul is maybe the greatest of all time because yeah. he's made so much money playing basketball and that's oh, all that ultimately matters coach calipari <laughs> coach calipari literally put up a graphic today that i wanted to bring up for the people at home because it was the funniest thing ever he put up uh you know most times you would put up you know this guy got his deal congratulations they put up the max contracts of cal's guys in the nba um <laughs> and anthony davis and john wall both have earned two max contracts so it was like anthony mm, davis parentheses yeah. two john wall parentheses two shea gilgis alexander got a max contract contract from the thunder that was the reason that they put this graphic together i mean it, it is it, we need a uh, kentucky's already leaning this way they're in the bad culture war and uh they are winning by a landslide we, we need a uh the cousin of the big 10 stat of the day is the calipari stat of the day which is uh <laughs> it has nothing to do with how many games you win or mm -hmm. lose or mm -hmm. final fours or national titles no. it's draft picks and yes bags, yes and that's it facts facts and, and endorsement deals <laughs> it's Kentucky, it's Kentucky putting out tweets that say we've had 48 draft picks in the mm. last and and Villanova's like who gives a shit yeah <laughs> we have national titles yeah Kentucky, and both fan bases are like we won mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that's that's the no. Kentucky move well that's the genius. Kentucky fans I feel like the fans themselves have to roll their eyes at this but the the Calipari influence on who they are or who they're represented to be at this point they're too far gone and it's a lifetime yeah. contract as we know so yeah. they just have to. They have to keep riding this. Well, way. that's why the the guy, the, the man who who loves the bag so much, got the lifetime contract, yeah. and I think that's just poetic. Is that yeah. uh, that's that's the ultimate that's the ultimate Calipari stat of the day is I signed a lifetime contract. Yes, I'm not going anywhere. Yes, <laughs> unless someone calls me from the NBA <laughs> with more money. Uh, so Chris Paul, he because he opted out, right? He had a, yes. he had a player option. He had he opted 44 out. million dollars owed to him next year. Yeah, and for for five minutes, we were we thought, oh, this is interesting. Is Chris Paul? He's he's now an unrestricted free a and it's gone and he's signing mm -hmm. back with the suns mm -hmm. uh so that's not great for content i guess the two that that are interesting are kyle lowry signs with the heat yep um that that's so far kyle, I, you would say that's the biggest move of a guy going from one team to the next that's the biggest that's the biggest splash but it's also it, it's interesting because kyle lowry is 35 and so he signed yeah. a three. He has the exact same numbers as Chris Paul. So he's making $30 million a year. So he signed a three-year deal for $30 million a year. So three years, 90 millions in total. And Chris Paul is a year older than Kyle Lowry. So you would think, okay, maybe. They, both, they, they got the deals mixed up as they faxed them I, that, in. That's they, what, it, that's what it, it kind of felt like that. I mean, I was expecting maybe Chris Paul gets like a, a two-year deal with like maybe like you know maybe we just give him 50 million dollars but it's like for two years but to get four years and 30 million like whoever yeah. chris paul's agent is congratulations you guys i would have done. done i would have done four years at like 27 million i think 30 million is a reach for sure <laughs> yeah. for chris paul we're turning I'm, into I'm the guys you. that we hate right now we're like arguing over people maybe with money. <laughs> maybe you give him just before the title run just for the sentimentality of it you give him 27 and a half a year but 20 yeah. you know anything more than that you're it's an overpay it's a reach it's ridiculous uh but the, the one guy i was i, I I, I am I'm dragging this out. I'm not getting to the point. I was going to say the one thing that's like semi juicy right now, and we can talk about in terms of speculation, in terms of content, whatever. Kawhi Leonard is an unrestricted yes, free the agent. The number one not? free agent. Yes. Yeah. Who was always the number one free agent. Uh, but I guess I actually don't know what the, what the thought was going into this. I, 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 
I'll just speak from my own thoughts. Like I thought the guy is definitely going to stay in LA because he, he, it seemed like he worked so hard to get his way out to Los Angeles. Cause he's from San Diego unquote, Riverside, but he's yeah. from quote unquote, this area, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, which, you know, his, he, he, he you wants be, to play. You could be from Sacramento and they're like, he's from <laughs> yeah, the LA he's, area. He's from the LA area. <laughs> uh, so my understanding was like, you know, he works so hard to get to the Clippers. The Clippers have obviously a great team. Um, they're they're they've underachieved, I guess you would say, based on what we expected. When they Kawhi went to the conference Paul finals Rose, but, for the first time in franchise history, so I'm gonna say that they're doing okay. But if you wanna, if you want the lifestyle, uh, this is the place to be for Kawhi Leonard. You would assume if you want the the family to be nearby, that this would be the place to stay. If you want the the best chance of winning a ring, you feel like this would be the place to stay. And yet, I find myself with Kawhi Leonard opting out, Tate. Wondering aloud, is there a chance this man leaves based on mm. the way his his injury slash is it an injury? Yes, it's definitely an injury, but also he's he's keeping it hush hush. All of that played out. It reminded me so much of of what was going on in San Antonio that I'm now wondering. Could this be a reality? Could Kawhi Leonard actually not re-sign with the Los Angeles Clippers? I mean, there, there. It's not a foregone conclusion. He is meeting with the Mavericks, so I mean, there, there is a conversation that's happening with Dallas. Dallas is trying to woo him to come there and say, "I know you like playing with Paul George, but what about Luka Doncic?" And the idea of Kawhi Leonard and Luka playing together is very intriguing from all aspects. But I, I can't see. Where, I mean, I, I pretty much think he opted out to get a, a max deal with the Clippers. But there's also if you're Steve Ballmer and you're the the Clippers they have on their side like you said there's a bit of a reservation right because we love Kawhi we know Kawhi when he's healthy is one of the top three players in the league but also we haven't had the guarantee that he's going to be healthy and he does load manage all season he also lives in San Diego he also you know the first year he was here pissed off half of our team because he did live in San Diego and basically decided when we practiced and when we did <laughs> did workouts uh, because he got to control the team, which is Kawhi so quiet and humble that the diva tendencies that he has, you know what I mean? We, we don't really focus in on it. Like if LeBron lived two hours away in Santa Barbara or an hour away in Santa Barbara and then was like, I'll, I'll be down at three o'clock for practice because that's when we practice. You know, I think a lot of yeah. people would be uh, all over him about it. Kawhi has that same energy going on. Paul George is obviously bought in. I think he's going to resign. I mean, why would he not? Like you said, all, all all signs point to this, but there there could be some hesitation from the Clippers, which could lead to Kawhi and Uncle Dennis saying, oh, you don't want our guy? Well, we're going to go talk mm-hmm. to the Knicks. We're going to go mm-hmm. talk to the Mavericks. We're going to go, you know, I the think Pacers. The, heat, the, heat, the Heat are done. <laughs> yeah, the Pacers. The, the Indiana heat. Pacers. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, the Heat, <laughs> the heat are the, the heat are the team that I think they wanted to be in this race, but they, they're out now because they signed Duncan Robinson. So I... Um, I mean, maybe I would have waited, you know, like and, and have seen where Kawhi was in this whole ordeal. But they wait, get, wait, 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 wait. You're saying you wouldn't have signed Duncan? You would have tried to get Kawhi over Duncan? I would have gotten. I would. Well, no, no, I'm not saying that. I would have gotten Kawhi over Kyle Lowry. That's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> I take that you. back. I was gonna say. Oh my god. <laughs> but Kawhi, Kawhi is the most fascinating one. Uh, John Collins is another name that I think is interesting. That he is yep. also the Mavericks are looking at everybody because the Mavericks are trying to put a team around Luca because they're watching the Olympics like the rest of us and they're saying to themselves, "Wait a second, we have maybe the best player in the world, so we got to really had, try to stack this team." 
I had this thought, uh, th th this was one of my uh, half-baked ideas I had when I was in high school and it was very uh, just selfish of me. And um, I realized it was stupid, but also I talked myself into it not being the worst <laughs> idea. Uh, my AU team, as you may have heard, Tate, was very good. We, yes. We, uh, I, I, don't, I don't talk about it much. Um, but Spice we, heat, baby. We, oh, we, you're part of heat culture, by the way. I didn't even realize that. Part, that's a good one. We were the, were we the original Heatles? <laughs> yeah, I think people so. Are, people are saying. <laughs> um, we had, I believe, I believe we had five NBA players in our starting lineup tape. Mm. Uh, we had, I believe, I want to say 11 of the 13 regular guys on our team played Division One basketball. Uh, one of them played, the, one of the guys that didn't played professional baseball out of high school, but had D1 offers and chose baseball instead. So we, we were stacked, Tate, right? Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, why... If you're a college, why why is a college like is this my galaxy brain idea was offer our entire team a scholarship to your like just take our AAU team and yes. let us play at Ohio State and yes. like we're the entire team. Yes. We, we've wrecked everybody for four years. Everybody mm -hmm. we play, we destroy. We were playing up a level. We would be guys. It, it didn't matter. It, it, like we lost like four games in four years. State. Mm -hmm. It was it was it, you know. So I thought, give give us all scholarships. If Calipari was at Kentucky, there's a chance yes. that he would have done this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Put us all on the same team. We yep. already have the chemistry. You don't mm -hmm. have to like figure that out of how we play together, whatever. It's genius, right? And I'm wondering, <laughs> is that the move for the Dallas Mavericks with Slovenia watching Luka Doncic? <laughs> yeah, like we need Mike Toby. <laughs> Just bring the entire Slovenian team. We need Zoran Dragic. We need Mike Toby. <laughs> Get them over here. That's my galaxy. If Slovenia <laughs> wins the gold medal. I think Mark Cuban has to just cut everybody on the team. Hardaway, yeah. you're gone. Be gone. They would love Zoran Smith, Dragic. That is, that is for sure. I mean, he had 27 points in their game yesterday. So, I mean, it all signs point to maybe Mark Cuban makes that phone call. <laughs> also, pour one know. out for Goran Dragic, by the way, because he leads the Heat as their point guard to the finals in the bubble. And then he's immediately forgotten right now and replaced by Kyle Lowry. So, I just wanted to pour one out for him. But there we are. I mean, right. I, I like the I like the idea of the of the Mavericks making a bunch of moves. And if we remember DeAndre Jordan, you know, he's already done this with the Clippers. You know, he's already flirted. I was going to say when you're Mark talking Cuban. about the Clippers and Mavericks, I was yeah. having flashbacks to uh, what was it? Cubans in his car. What was like the tweet that everyone has turned into a meme of like Cuban is driving around Dallas. <laughs> yeah, and then furious trying to, trying like to call JJ Reddick tweeted like plane emojis, and then like all the Clippers guys were like That's flying right. to Dallas to go I try did. to track him down. Did Paul Pierce tweet a JPEG of a, a, a screenshot of a rocket? Was that? Yes. Am I remembering this correctly? Yes, you are. Yes. I mean, what a time on Twitter. It was so ridiculous. So stupid. Oh, man. The but NBA it, is the best. But also, it? Mark Cuban's in LA. So, like, you know, a lot. He's in LA a lot. Doesn't live here, I don't think. But he's here a lot, obviously. Probably shooting Sharp, uh, sharp Tank. Uh, shark Tank. And, uh, you know, uh, shout out Sharp Tank against all odds. But Shark Tank is probably what he was shooting. But he's also recruiting guys from the Clippers and the Lakers to try to come to Dallas. And Kawhi is in that pool. Kawhi is having those conversations. Yeah. Which well, I like. That's 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 really all I need. I, I know he's probably <laughs> gonna end up back with the Clippers, but the idea of Kawhi because this the, frankly, like this this free agency class doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Like I was I was and especially with some of the top guys signing already, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, mm -hmm. all out of the gate, Duncan signed, Lonzo Ball. I guess that's interesting. That's a move we haven't really talked about. But yeah. uh Duncan got more money than Lonzo Ball. Yeah, ninety million. Lonzo gets four years, eighty-five million. I mean, so that's amazing. 
Yeah, more money, that's more security. Insane. That's what that we're really like here. That really is insane. That yeah. is insane. That Lonzo Ball is the number two pick, and from what I can tell, I mean, Lonzo Ball hasn't been as awesome, I think, as as everyone thought he would be. But he's not been bad, has he? He's a, no. he's a pretty good NBA player. Yeah, he was yeah. great. He was great at times with with Zion. I love their little screen roll game they had, and he's also Lonzo has a very you know you talk about time and score being able to manage a game. Lonzo has that quality, you know, which is a lot of teams. Team USA is looking for that, and Drew Holiday. Luckily, we have him, but. That, that's something that the Bulls definitely need. I feel bad for my guy, Kobe White, because this basically, you know, all signs point to with Caruso signing with the Bulls and with Lonzo coming in, oh, that Kobe yeah. White is, uh, he's officially a two guard. I think he's, he's a shooting guard now, so he's not going to be the point guard of the future for the Bulls. Um, Duncan got the exact same deal as Norm Powell, by the way. And if you're Dame Lillard and you're over in Tokyo and you basically said, my team's not good enough. We we have to go after some guys. We have to get some upgrades. And they've basically just been like, let's run it back. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there has yeah. to be like when you see Norm Powell for 90 million and you're Dame Lillard over there, you gotta be like, Are you like I love Norm Powell, but are you guys kidding me? <laughs> he would have rather had Duncan for that deal, I think. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um I uh uh the other thing I want to say when we can move we can move on from the the free agency stuff the uh it, it, am I crazy is this, this is new this year that uh agents are now being tagged in tweets and mentioned in tweets yes it, it's gone is, from like mm-hmm. per sources to like these are these are the sources they're the agents just FYI this is the agent like the, I, the agents now have the brands to worry about today. yes I, uh, yeah. I I will I will I'll tell you a little personal story so I you know I I work with the Wasserman agency which is all these agents are now getting tagged in these tweets and uh, when I first went there to meet with them you know uh, talking about podcasts and creating series and things like that and I'm thinking we're talking about the talent you know I'm thinking we're talking about you know you know <laughs> NECA Gumake and all these people and I'm like yeah I would love to make shows with these people and then they came back to me after I had this little pitch and they were like, yeah, we want to do this for this agent. We want to do this for this agent. And then I, I, I then I realized that the agents are now trying to be stars. They are trying to be content yes. creators. They are trying to to be forward facing. Um, that scared me. I, I balked back on that offer. But like you said, they, Woj is trying to make this happen. He's trying to make this a thing. So we're going to see a lot more agents. It, we're 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 like five years away from the Asians having agents. Yes, There's like yes. one agent. Yeah. Who, like uh, they, who it's has... already happening. Rich Paul, Rich Paul has an agent. <laughs> it's agents all the way down. Who who's to blame for this? Is it Rich Paul? It's got to uh, be Rich Paul, right? Yeah. Like he's he's the guy. If if you're thinking of agents who. I blame um, Bob Myers because Bob Myers goes from an agent to being the GM of the Warriors. And he's like a, you know, a caricature. Rob Polinka is to blame. Rob Polinka was famously Kobe's agent and now is the GM yeah. of the Lakers. You know what I mean? You look at That's, the whole New I, York I, Knicks front office is basically CAA runs the Knicks. So it's, was, uh, was, uh, uh, I mean, Ari Gold, I guess we could do that. Like we're, we're looking back now to, uh, uh, it's Entourage's fault. Yeah. It was Entourage's fault. Yeah. Was it, was it? Who was Jerry Maguire based? Was it Drew Rosenhaus that Jerry Maguire was supposed to be? Let me look that up. I, I feel think like it Jim, was. Uh, I feel like Jim would know that. I think it's like Lee Steinberg or something. I can't even remember the guy's name. But uh, yeah. Uh, but there's also like every single agent I felt like at that time said that Jerry Maguire was about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I probably like, like I probably saw an interview where Drew Rosenhaus was like, yeah, you know, they made Jerry Maguire after me. And then I just I was 12 yeah. when I saw that. And I was like, oh, OK. And it just stuck with me ever since. Um, no, I, I, uh, I see what's coming. I don't like it one day. I don't like it either. Ages. I don't, I, I don't well, need it. I don't want it. Well, let's like just it. be quite honest. Woj's sources are the owners, you know? So a lot of people are like, how does Woj know everything? Well, he has the 30 contacts of all the owners and they tell him I'm going to do this because at the end of the day, 
every time that people talk about a GM or, you know, this person in operations, like they they don't make decisions. I mean, they act like they do. They act like they're the ones doing this. But at the end yeah. of the day, the owners are making decisions. So Woj is getting the reports from the owners, usually nine times out of ten. Yeah. So the fact that he is now like pivoted to be like the agent told me this. Uh, he's well, like on the that, other it, side of the table. I thought that I, was the understanding was Woj was tight with the front offices and Shams was tight with the agents. Like that was how I was. Understood. Yeah. And again, I could be wrong. And like now it's. I, I, Woj I is tight with the owners. Not yeah. even the, the front yeah. offices <laughs> are. They are useless. They are. They are literally the dummies that are going to do what the owner says. So it's like he is friends with the owners. He knows the owners. He talks to the owners and the owners tell him what's going to happen. Let's do a NBA <laughs> just very quickly. NBA Illuminati power rankings. Mm. Who is <laughs> number one? Jerry West. oh god uh is there anything else should we take a break and come back and talk olympics and uh is there is there any under is there any free agent that you're like waiting on pins and needles to see that that, that's what i i think is fascinating because like you know there's the the list here there's the names that are still out like andre iguodala is a name that's out there you know i'm sure max kellerman you know what's interesting to me yeah. is uh, because he fell off. And for, he, he fell Please off say the face Danny of the earth. Please say Danny yeah. Green. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who has fallen off the face of the earth, from my perspective, as a native Hoosier, uh, is Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Cut. What cut, happened? Wait. Well, he was. A, he's an unrestricted free agent. He apparently uh, has no offers on the table. Um, the, the, there is a there is rumblings that he's going to sign a minimum deal with the Lakers. That, Dude, that's, what? <laughs> yeah. What did it? What I? Yeah. Uh, what happened? Do you do you remember when we went to uh, the uh, uh, Champions Classic? It was an indie when Zion yep. and uh, and Duke and and ja- Zion. You remember Zion, Jack White, and Cam Reddish, the the big three, <laughs> the big of, three. Uh, yeah. of Duke. Brand uh, Kentucky off the floor. That that Champions Classic. What was that? 2018, 2018 2019. Yeah. Yep. Um, we went to the Pacers game the night before. Yep. And Oladipo was. Uh, if is that correct? He wasn't on the Pacers yet. No, he was. He was. Right? He was? Or, or yeah. were they trading for him? Did I go to a different... I, I'm trying to remember like when I... No. I just remember that game you and I were... All we talked about was how Sabonis was better than Miles Turner and that Sabonis is going to have to take his spot. And obviously now yeah, Sabonis he, is an all-star. I, I thought it was that game because I just pulled... Yeah, Oladipo was on the... I, I, I was tripping myself out. I Whatever game we went to, I just yeah. remember thinking like if, if Victor Oladipo is God. Like because like, yeah. I thought Sabonis, Sabonis was better than him. But Victor, it was Victor Oladipo's team because yes. he played at Indiana. Yeah. He played at IU, forty-five minutes down the road. Yeah. Uh, he he, that was the one franchise that Victor Oladipo could be horrible at, mm-hmm. and people would still love. He'd still be the number one jersey seller. He he's a great dude. Great gets the community like he checked every box, and then he kind of forced his way out of Indianapolis. And yeah. I haven't heard from him since. And <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, well, he goes, hell, to, he goes to Houston, and then he says he will not play in Houston. He gets traded to Miami. Miami, he gets hurt in Miami. Their their medical team says uh, we can't do anything with him. You know, let him go. So yeah, it's a dude. It's, it's he, a mess. I, I pulled up the CBSSports.com NBA free agency tracker where yes. they have the power rankings. Yes, uh, where is the top free agents? Duncan Robinson, number nine. So yes. again, another top ten. Another top ten. We did it, sure. baby. Try to guess where Victor Oladipo is. Just throw, throw, throw. I'll tell you how many people are on this list. Uh, they have 117 lists. Is he, is he, is he behind fall? Caruso? That's my first question. Just oh, so I can get a, a few. Let me control F. I gotta. <laughs> uh, he is. Yes, he is behind. He is lower than <laughs> Alex Caruso. He is lower that, than TJ McConnell. He is lower than wow. Cameron Payne. Wow. He is lower than Blake Griffin. 
I'm I'm trying to think about how many. I'm going to say 40. Is he in the 40s? He's got to be in the he 40s. He is number 32, one spot ahead wow. of Bobby Portis. Which is ridiculous because Bobby Portis should be ahead of him, to be quite yeah. honest. I mean, the guy just helped the team win the, net, win the championship. P.J. Tucker's at 40 on this list. Uh, what? What Carmelo is this Anthony list? at, at never, 48. Never mind. I, I, I take Redick back what I said about the, these lists. These lists are wrong. Who's at the very bottom? Uh, let me see. What did he have at the very bottom? James Johnson. <laughs> I love James Johnson, too. Ben what? McLemore is at 114. That's another guy, by the way. Of like, I, I remember watching him. In the, he just signed with the Trailblazers, I think, right? I mean, Yeah, that, he signed with the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, talk about Dame Lillard, man. What a what a tough time in Tokyo. He, My goodness. Ben McLemore destroyed Ohio State multiple times. Um, is that a... Yeah, I think that's it. Stanley Johnson. Oh my God, I'm just. I mean, like, this is just like I'm tripped up every lane. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the other two guys that are worth watching, which I'm shocked they haven't been signed yet. Reggie Jackson, who was amazing in the playoffs, and and he's an unrestricted free agent. I'm guessing he may re-sign with the Clippers, but he. I thought that New York, well, New York signed D Rose, so they're they're out of the market now. Which shout out to D Rose, that was awesome. But Reggie Jackson's a name that comes, and then Dennis Schroeder. Who Dennis Schroeder is asking for at least twenty million dollars a year, and I and I don't think that money's out there for him. But it would have been before he went to the Lakers. So he's those are the two names: the point guards and the Clippers and the Lakers of last year, both unsigned. And I don't know where they are on that list, but they they have to be high. I, I would assume Schroeder should be higher. Schroeder is a top twenty guy in this class. I would assume. You think so? I think so. I mean, well, I, 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 should should we start doing stars for these guys? Would that make it easier to understand? Yeah. If we did a yeah. <laughs> that's what we need i need to know who's a three-star free agent who's a four-star free agent who's a five-star yeah. free agent um all right that's enough that's enough nba that's a <laughs> this is a this is getting ridiculous let's take a break we'll talk about the olympics a little bit because I, I i gotta get your thoughts on this let's do it hey basketball fans olympic talk is coming up and if you're wondering how tate and i are watching all these games how we're keeping tabs on usa basketball We'll tell you how. You're going to want to sign up for Peacock, the streaming service from NBC Universal. Peacock is the home for U.S. men's basketball with every Olympic game from the team streaming live. Uh, coming up next on the schedule, Tate, we just we just took care of Spain. I think we, we have Australia up next. I think what's the, what's the game tomorrow? It'll be Wednesday night for West Coast and Mountain Time. It'll be Thursday, very early morning Thursday for uh, those of you on the East Coast. Nonetheless, you can watch it on Peacock. Uh don't miss a minute of the action. Go to PeacockTV.com and sign up now. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work too. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Back to Tyson Tate. All right, uh, let's do some Team USA talk, Tate. It's been a it's been a hot minute um, <laughs> in, the, in the time since we last talked about Team USA, and now uh, I think USA is back officially. Is that what we're mm. calling it? Team mm. USA beats Spain by fourteen. Ricky Rubio goes absolutely nuts. It looks scary there for a second that uh, we might blow it. Uh, we were down at at were we down at halftime? No, no, we came we back and tied it at half, but yeah. we were down by eleven yeah. after the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were down eleven at the first quarter. Um, we did it. What are your thoughts? You're you're the guy that's that's locked in. You're you. Uh, I, I I keep going back and forth just because, um. I I am the ve- I am very much the USA basketball fan that I don't want to be, which is that yeah. every time we don't win by fifty, I'm like this team sucks. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not winning gold. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then that's pretty much America at this point with this team. It feels like yeah, you know, we're 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 all kind of getting to that point. People are rolling and then I their catch, eyes. <laughs> I catch like the right stretch where Durant's like it looks like Kevin Durant. And yeah, I the third myself, quarter. Yeah, who the hell is gonna beat us? We're the best. Kiss our ass, world. Mm-hmm. I can't believe anybody ever thought we weren't winning gold. Um, yeah, we're, we're with four teams left, and to t- tell the people who the four teams left, we have France. Yes, uh, France plays Slovenia. Yes, that's um, in the other who, side of the bracket, and now we play Australia. We play Australia. We play Australia. We have already lost to France yes. in the in these Olympics. We have already lost to Australia in a tune-up game played in Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, and we have already lost to Slovenia on the internet. On Twitter, in terms of, yes. Yeah, in terms of teams <laughs> that people are cheering for. So <laughs> we have our backs against the wall. Are we the underdogs is the question yeah. you have to ask yourself in the, with the four teams remaining. <laughs> it honestly has gotten to that point. It does feel... As though, you know, I, I somehow have a lot of Mavericks people that I that I see on Twitter. So I, I it does feel like all the Mavericks fans are pulling for Luca and Slovenia, which is, uh, you know, I don't like that. No, I, I don't mean, like that at all. I don't either. And it, it also shows about the the NBA affication, whatever you want to say about, you know, our fandom where we we kind of have a player that people pull for. They don't really pull for franchises anymore. So all these Mavs fans are like, I'm a Luca fan, so I have to pull for Luca. But then if you think about just being in Texas and especially being in Dallas of all places, and them not riding hard for America. Dallas is the place where, like, you know, don't mess with Texas t-shirts are everywhere. And and the fact that they're like, we might be pulling for Slovenia is insane to me. So that that's one wrinkle I can't really get down with. Um, but then the team, the Team USA itself, we're still kind of figuring out our identity, Titus. I, I do think there is a... Um, there is a group of star like Dame Lillard is the number two star on this team, right? Like, again, we're talking the NBA terms. So he thinks when KD's not going, it's like his time to get going. But he also by him getting going, he's not getting anyone else involved. Very similar to Jason Tatum, right? They they, they are, you know, scorers by nature. That's just what they yes. do. But they also are not facilitating or Jason Tatum had a few good passes down the stretch. So I'll give him credit for that. But regardless, KD is our number one option, bar none, both on the defensive side and on the offensive side. But I think number two, as far as the guy that we need to have the ball in his hands to to get everyone calmed down and settled, is Drew Holiday. And we, in crunch time yesterday, we we got Drew Holiday in the game. We let Drew Holiday be the point guard. We let Drew Holiday pick up Ricky Rubio, who was on fire Mm -hmm. full court. He got Mm -hmm. very physical with him. And, And we need more of that. And I'm hoping, as we push into the Final Four right now, that we realize that our crunch time five has to involve Drew Holiday and not Dame Lillard, unless Dame Lillard is playing off the ball. And I'm and I, I think that could be very interesting if Dame is the two guard and Drew is the one. Maybe that works in some sort of capacity. But right now, I would love to see Dame run the second unit when KD comes out and they they sort of stagger the scoring between those two. Pop is Pop is obviously figuring it out. I think that uh, we we have the recipe to win this thing, but. At the end of the day, yeah. we we're trying to appease the stars at times. You know what I mean? And that is what's gotten us in trouble. And and that's what scares me a little bit still. To your point about Drew Holiday, this is this is why I've been clamoring for Mike Conley to be on, on yeah. Team USA for forever. And Drew Holiday is basically, in my mind, very similar to Mike Conley. So I don't hate that pick. I just hate that it's not Mike. But uh, I the, the, the last thing USA has ever needed is a point guard that shoots first. That's that's never been the the, the this is the Drew Holiday and Mike Conley fit fit the mold of exactly what a Team USA needs. Yes. And Chris Chris Paul did as well when he was playing yeah. for Team USA as well. Um, going back to 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 people cheering for Luca, Mavs fans have now found themselves cheering mm. for Luca. Do you think that some part of why uh it 
I don't know how to say it. Like, it's not that people are cheering against Team USA. It's not that American basketball fans are cheering against us per se. But it, I, I think there is but a, they might a large. <laughs> yeah, they might be. There's a large portion of this country that uh, if they woke up and saw that we lost to Australia, they would laugh. Yes. They would think it's like they For would sure. think it's funny instead of being like, "Damn, how did we lose? I'm upset that we lost." Yeah. Um, do you think that is because of Kevin Durant? That Kevin Durant is the face of this, and Kevin Durant is a guy who is uh, polarizing, to put it lightly, Tate. That that Kevin Durant is not. Um, it, it, I don't know. He, he's one. Of, he's a superstar that doesn't really. I mean, we. I. I, I brought this point up when we had uh, Greg on the show that I don't really feel like Kevin Durant has fans. I don't feel like he's 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 got a group of people built in that like people just love Kevin Durant. Do you yeah. think that might be the problem that we need a better face of? Not that he's, you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's obviously Kevin a great Durant player. Came, Kevin Durant came to the Olympics to get fans. You know what I mean? That, yes, that, that, yes. This, this was a brand play for Kevin Durant to be lovable and to be the face of USA basketball. And I'll give him credit. He's done a good job basketball wise, you know, and I think he's said all the right things. Like even after this game, he was like, we're not too high about this win. We're just happy to survive against Spain. We know we got, we got our work cut out for us ahead. You know, he said very nice things about Jason Tatum, even though I don't agree with it at all. Um, you know, but he's trying to be, you know, a good teammate. He's trying to show that he he cares about USA basketball at a certain level. But I think you're right. He has lost whatever because OKC fans were his, his base. And yeah. when he left, I mean, they, they all went the opposite route. He went to the Warriors. They were all Steph Curry fans that were like happy yes. to have him here, but they weren't diehards. And then he went to Brooklyn, who has no fans. And, you know, other than like hype beasts and. How, so how how far can high beast take you? So so I, I feel like what well, my 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 ultimate point is that uh, we're we're not we're um, basketball fans are are approaching the Olympics like they approach NBA where yeah uh, it's it's basically the team the identity of the team is the best player yes that's that's just like who this is Kevin Durant's team so uh, I feel like there are a lot of Americans that don't necessarily love Kevin Durant so if if we lose it's almost funny because it's like this is hilarious that Durant. Still can't win a ring unless he, you know, has his, you know, super team culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So my question to you is because I'm thinking about it, I'm looking on the USA roster, and and there are very few guys on this roster that I think people would get like excited about. Like Jason Tatum's not getting the the love either. If Jason Tatum were the best player on this team, nobody's like, hell yeah, I'm I'm rallying behind that team. Yeah. Uh, Draymond Green certainly is not getting that. Damian Lillard might. Dame Lillard is probably the most likable, but he's also probably the worst FIBA player we have. To be quite honest with you, he does not fit the FIBA game. Like it's too Uh, physical. I think Booker might. I think Booker. But I, I guess my question ultimately, I want to, I, I'll just get to the, get to the whole (laughs) freaking point of this. Who, who's the guy that we need? uh, It's got to be Steph, right? The, the, the guy who's the American basketball player right now that say next Olympics could, could say I'm playing in the Olympics. I'm going to be the best player. And if we build the team around this guy, most of this country will like live and die. And if we lose in the Olympics, it's going to be devastating because this yeah. guy is our best player. And that's like the team. It, it would it would. The answer should be Steph Curry. But I think Steph Curry knows and you and I both know that Steph Curry is a, a shooting guard, you know, like, yeah. I mean, he can play the point guard, but but Steph Curry in FIBA basketball where he has to have the responsibility in. We've seen it before. Like when Steph Curry started playing in the World Games in 2010, this is how it stacked up. These are the point guards in front of him. It was Derrick Rose, who was perfect mm-hmm. for international play. Literally, like if Derrick Rose had stayed healthy, that would be the answer. And then behind him was Russell Westbrook, who was also great for FIBA play because he was very physical. He could guard the one, he could guard the two. And then Steph played behind both of them. 
And that was because Steph wasn't, uh, you know, as polished at the time. And obviously he became the champion that we all know today. I think he would get people excited, but I think he would also have some growing pains. He even, he's played FIBA yeah. basketball. He obviously gets it, but it just would be uh, more of a facilitating type role. But the height you're saying is right. I'm yeah. talking about like what could get Mavericks fans to not cheer for Slovenia. If Steph Curry was the best player, yes, how many guys sure. are on that list? It's, Steph, what, I guess, it's, it's, it's Steph and LeBron probably. And that's about it. Right? And, and even LeBron is like, it's 50, 50, you know what I mean? So I, I think, I think Steph is the only one really that would get the people going. That's crazy. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I think Clay Thompson could, but like yeah, Clay, yeah. Clay's never going to be the best player on. Exactly. On USA, you're you're so talking so about like, like the face kinda, of the franchise. Like Steph yeah. Curry would have been the Steph Curry was the answer and Steph Curry was going to play or, or was contemplating or, you know, going back and forth on the decision. But I think once he realized KD was playing, he said to himself, like we're talking about, KD is the, the face of the team. I'm not the face of the team. I've already done that runaround before for four years. So I'm just going to let him have it. This is this is great offseason content that that we, we we should plan for. And by that, I mean, who's the face not, of American it, basketball. Who, <laughs> if, if you could build the perfect Olympic team that could one win the gold medal still and be, would be the favorite to win the gold medal, but two would be composed of all likable guys or, or like, like you're building a team. This is the true redeem team. team. Yeah, this, yeah, is the, yeah. this is the brand redeem team. We're not trying to uh, redeem our success on the international level. Cause I'm going to assume we're going to win gold this year anyway. Uh, but next Olympics, we're trying to rebrand or, or we're trying to redeem the brand and, and get all of America back excited about, USA basketball. Yeah. What team are you building? It's got like, it's got Steph. It's got Clay Thompson. It's got Brad Stevens as head coach. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't think Stevens is the head coach anymore. I think he, I think he could have been, but I, I don't but think who, who's the coach that's going to get everyone like, like Jay Wright, I guess. Maybe, maybe Jay Wright, but even Jay Wright. I mean, he's, he's very lovable. I, I will say, I think the two players that they have to have on the next iteration that America will fall in love with is Zion in shape, Zion, Zion, Zion in shape call. and John ja Morant. I think those are the two guys because John ja Morant is perfect for FIBA play. And Zion yeah. is also perfect for FIBA play because he's kind of a mismatch at the four and they can push him to the five if they need to. And they're so young and they're so I mean, let's just be honest. Zion is so likable when when he plays basketball and he's in shape and he's at a, playing at a high level. And John Morant is the same thing. So if you get those two together and they're like old friends, you know, and they're like having the best time together, it kind of will beckon back to when Chris Paul and Carmelo and LeBron were younger and they were all playing together. You know, you kind of yeah. like that little nucleus. And I think that they could they could be a nice younger generation. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Tatum. You know, I know that everyone's saying he's the face of USA basketball. If he becomes the face of USA basketball, then more that's people will pull for Slovenia. That's what I mean. That's a, that's yeah. a problem. I think <laughs> Zion and John Morant's a great call. I, I don't know. I, I have to think about it. I, I wasn't prepared for this. No, exercise. I know. It's a good question, my- though. I, I do. I do think Zion is the one that could bring us together, though. I really do. Because I want I I'm a North Carolina diehard and I want Zion to succeed, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think if that is the case then then I think a lot of America will be on the same bandwagon. And Zion captured the zeitgeist. Like, if you ask a random person on the street, do they know the name Zion? They're like, yeah, I've, I've heard of that guy. He's a basketball player, right? You know what I mean? And that is kind of the next level of getting the American fan, the, the common fan who is going to watch swimming and gymnastics and, you know, canoe sprinting and all these other right. stupid sports that they're going to they're gonna say, oh, I got to watch basketball because I got to see this great guy, Zion. And I think that could yeah. work. I, I, th- this is going to be, uh, I'm going to have to think about this long and hard. Think and, about uh, it. Yeah. I'm getting Mike Conley on that team. Somehow. Yeah. You got to get Conley on the team. 
Uh, I think if Steph doesn't go, we replace Steph with Conley. I think that's a fair trade for everybody because Mike has the same kind of makeup as a team player and all this other stuff. You know, he's great, great on air, great, you know, in the locker room. Yeah, that's what we need. Also, we do. I mean, I like this team, by the way. I really do. Like they're like JaVale is awesome. I think Bam I don't dislike awesome. him. I definitely don't dislike yeah. him. But yeah, there's de- there's there's an element of this 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 group that yeah, when they lose, it's almost funny to people. Yes, and I I think it starts at the top, right? I think it's because of Durant. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my theory. Well, when you spend when your when your life is part troll, then yeah. then you expect to be trolled back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like obviously the people are waiting on his downfall to troll him back. And right. That that's right. what that's what I hate about it all. And yeah. I I want to get to a point where we don't do I, where we put it aside. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. the we, we clown Kevin Durant all season, but then when he puts on the red, white, and blue, and I think that you're right. That's part of like Kevin Durant's mindset. Maybe is like if I put on the red, white, and blue, then everyone will like. They me. have to love and, me. And he's not wrong because it does work on me. Like I'm definitely cheering for Kevin Durant Same. in a way that I never would if he was playing for the Nets or the, the yeah. Warriors or whatever. But uh, also, I, I wish I wish it was it was Steph and Zion and John Brandt. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I still can't believe that Zion. Like, and I've heard that Zion is is not necessarily in playing shape right now. So like the fact that we couldn't get him into camp and get him into shape and get him on this team and get him into the system. I think that's a big, big miss by Jerry Colangelo and Grant yeah. Hill and the whole team USA group because John Moran and Zion would have been awesome. And we need, yeah. we need young guys that are fun, you know, that, that want to, I don't know we just need like that, uh, that, that hunger on the sideline where they're cheering hard and going crazy. JaVale does that. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, what what else are we going to talk about? Did you see this news at the NCAA uh, in November? <laughs> I, I I'm not really sure what else. I don't know to what to make of it. I did see the headline, but I don't know what to make of it. Basically, <laughs> in November, uh, the NCAA is meeting to uh all look at each other and say, what is it that we do here? Mm-hmm. What what is it that you say you would that you do here? Yes, NCAA? the bobs and are coming to town. Yeah, and they are uh, just overhauling. How how was it phrased? They're having like a constitutional convention. Convention. Yep. To overhaul the governance of the I don't know a lot of a yeah. lot of mumbo. They said that there. they want to plan dramatic changes. That was that was the uh, the yeah. phrase that they used. And again, as I've pointed out many times over, uh, the NCAA has historically existed to <laughs> preserve amateurism, Tate, and to crown champions. That's it. Those are the two things they do. Uh, Amateurism is dead. Yes. And and Will Wade is holding the knife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we are now left with the NCAA handing out trophies. And I think uh, they're going to now call a meeting to be like, how shiny should we make our trophy to make sure that because by the way, they 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 have two the, the, the two things, amateurism trophies. Amateurism dead. Now you have trophy state. Uh the number one sport that that exists in college sports, the 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 biggest, the cash cow, the thing that is driving all this conference realignment and TV contracts and everything is football. Yep. The NCAA, as a reminder, in the highest division of football in this country, in, in college football, the NCAA does not uh, crown a national champion. It is it is the college football playoff committee or the BCS or whatever <laughs> yeah, iteration yeah, yeah. exists at the time. <laughs> like that's who does it. It's not the NCAA. So now the 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 one function the NCAA has right this second as it pertains right now yep. is basically the NCAA tournament. And Greg Sankey's looking at that as the, the commissioner of the SEC as he's trying to scoop up every school in the country. And he's saying, 
I could do the NCAA tournament. I'm yeah. going to do the NCAA tournament. Yes. I'm going to find he, a way. He's like, I'm going to have yeah. the SEC tournament, which yes. involves everyone that's good at basketball. Yeah. So uh, I I think this is, uh, I mean, to, to, to put it, frankly, I think this is going to be like a watershed moment in college sports is whatever mm. comes out of this this convention that happens. And, and the NCAA is going to do their best to like puff their chest out and say, we are very important and you guys need us. But, uh, you know, if, if I think if they show the slightest sign of weakness and, and, and they put out like their new uh, bylaws or whatever the hell the, the term is for what they're drafting here and, and people suss through it and are like, wait, this is, this says nothing. Yeah. I think the NCAA is in trouble. I really genuinely believe this. Cause I've had people like, there are a lot of people listen to the show and, and uh, friends of ours, family, whatever that will, will text me or call me after they li- listen to me go on a rant about how I, I think the NCAA might not exist in my lifetime. And they're like, you don't really believe that. Do you? Mm. I think I really believe that. I really do believe that there will be a point in time where the NCAA will no longer exist because it, it, it serves no purpose. It's bloat at this point. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, when I remember when North Carolina was going through, um, you know, the Butch Davis football, scandal and Ohio State was doing the tattoo stuff there was like these conversations that were happening with these big programs basically threatening the NCAA that they would leave they would, yeah. they would, they would disassociate. Certainly on the message boards, they yeah, were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then the board of governors, which is basically people on the message boards. You know what I mean? They're yeah. the same kind of clientele. <laughs> message board of governors. <laughs> they, they're all having the same conversations. And they were, they were, I mean, and this has happened for a long time. There's always, I mean, there are 1,100 colleges that are associated with the NCAA. Their idea, based on this meeting, is to create a 22-person committee which I'm assuming Condoleezza Rice will be on that committee I, yes. based on if history tells us anything. Coach Facts. K Coach K will probably be on that committee when he's done coaching at Duke. But if, if whatever they put together and they put it out and Sankey and, you know, the, the Big 12, Pac-12, whatever iteration they turn into and the ACC and all these groups get it. Big and they, 10 is also one. I don't, I no, just, no, 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 no. I think, I think they disbanded. Uh, <laughs> I think when all these groups get this info and like you said, they digest it, they realize it's all fluff. It's all BS. It, there's nothing to do here. Then there's this separate conversation of a large overhaul where there's no such thing as the NCAA. They, they, the people, yeah. the, the people that work at the NCAA, they're usually a part of institutions anyway. They probably go back to to some sort of member institution within the NCAA, and then they're part of this new whatever group that that is formed. It is going to be. I mean, the reason they're having this meeting is because they already suspect something like this could happen, right? I mean, that's that's the writing on the wall for this. And then they right. keep saying dramatic changes. I read this article multiple times over. No one even knows what that means. You know what I mean? Like even even the guy reporting it is like there, there has been no inkling as to what this could actually look like. They don't even know what dramatic changes means. They just know that it sounds good. It sounds provocative. Sounds like they're going to do some work. <laughs> they're going to make a committee. How many committees do they have at this point? I mean, good God. <laughs> none of them do anything. So it's just... It's a they're just trying to kick the can down the road as they always do. And I do think eventually someone's going to pick up that can and throw it away and just yeah. say, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah, dude. And, and as I'm as I'm forecasting what's coming next, uh, history is cyclical. And I just I and the same way that uh, cutting cutting the cord with cable was you know that you thought why am i paying for all these channels i don't have to yep. and and this is not a I, i'm not the first one to point out this observation but we uh <laughs> we're, we're we're cutting the cord so we're gonna just basically buy the little you know if i you get youtube tv and it's just got like the channels that i like and that's all i need 
and then and then slowly i'll just buy the the premium service of the other thing like one or two there and now we've reached a point where there's like a trillion yeah now, now i'm spending more pluses. on my 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 yeah all yes. my pluses more than and, i ever spent on cable yeah and we're one or two years away from someone <laughs> stepping up and saying i'm gonna bundle them all together i'm gonna charge you one flat rate and you can get all these premium services under one thing yes. and then we're all say wow you just what a great idea cable. you just reinvented cable <laughs> thank you um it's kind of like podcasts say, and radio you know what i mean podcasts <laughs> and radio yeah but let's put podcasts on the radio yeah. <laughs> like wait what <laughs> live live podcasts that we broadcast on radio and you're like oh i'm sorry yeah uh, I think the same thing is uh, uh, like th- this would be the funniest outcome to me with college sports is like uh, we break the NCAA disbands. There's no more NCAA. Mm. Uh, and and we, we start getting like all these conferences like the SEC decides we don't need the NCAA. We have the SEC. Let's just crown the SEC champion. Yep. The Big Ten does the same, whatever. And then there's kind of like no national uh presence no national governing body that brings them all together and is like all right now let's make the sec champion play the big 12 champion play the big 10 champion to see who's the best and Mm. we go back to like 100 years ago when it was just like you win the big 10 and that's it and then it's over and that's like congratulations and now we fight over who wins the national champion and then the big 10 like something happens along the way where like even more division happens where like texas goes to sec and then they realize like Alabama realizes why like the, the pot is getting diluted. So we're going to break up and go independent like Notre Dame is. Yep. And then like a lot of schools just start becoming independent. And long story short, I think we're, <laughs> we're going to wake up and like everyone's going to be independent and everything's going to be broken up. And then schools are going to start forming conferences again. And then there's going to be a national <laughs> oversight. That's like, what if we take all of the conferences and make like a big, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We're like 20, we're my, like 20 years away from living the exact same thing that yes. we already had before. Yes. And my great grandson is the guy who restarts the NCAA in <laughs> <laughs> 88 years. Yeah, he's, he's, he actually like, listened back to this podcast. He's like, <laughs> he's like I got an idea. <laughs> and the NCAA is back, and it's just all cyclical, and we, uh, and, and, and that's where we, that's where we end up. So I don't know. That's- it's it's the most ridiculous thing that we. Uh, I mean, I, the the funniest part about all of it was that the Supreme Court said that there is no major workforce, you know, the the corporation that does not pay their workforce. That was basically like the decision that was made that by the Supreme Court. That's why they said the NCAA was wrong for doing what they were doing. And then their answer is obviously to let the NIL happen, which is basically the idea that instead of us paying them, we'll just let other people pay our workforce, which is, you know, that'd be like if you and I did a podcast for Fox Sports and then we had, you know, Arrowhead Water is actually who pays us. But, you know, we we just like (laughs) like you have to do our sponsors and we're like, thank you very much, you know, to Arrowhead Water. But we're we're here for Fox Sports. You know, I mean, it makes no sense. Like, you know, at the end of the day, even though the kids can get paid. Like the way that they were able to deviate and not actually have a workforce, they still were able to get around it. You know what I mean? They're still not taking money out of their pocket and paying these players. So at some point, I I don't know what it'll look like, but there's two ways to play it. It's like with all the TV deals that are happening, that's already this huge thing. So it's like we either get rid of the TV contracts because then that actually goes back to some sort of semblance of normalcy with these sports where there's not all this huge money coming into it. That's never going to happen. And if you're a kid that is a five-star recruit going to Alabama, I, I hate to tell you, Nick Saban is not letting you go to class or study for your test over practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there, there is this, this, you know, there is no 
shift that's going to happen under the current structure that actually makes sense. That's why when I see people say, well, the scholarship is worth, you know, 200,000 or 180,000 mm-hmm. or, you know, 300,000 or whatever it is, that would be great if that kid actually was a student. He's not. And, yeah, right. And, and the best way I have always thought that you could do this is to say, all right, well, why don't they do like six hours of classes, you know, for their three, four years when they're actually a competitor or, or playing the sport and they get hours in, they at least have enough time to do those classes and then they can come back and then finish the rest of their their hours at their own convenience. But it's all built into some sort of funneled system. But that's never going to happen either because it, it it's not I like think- we're recruiting actual students. These universities aren't recruiting actual students. They're recruiting superstar recruiters recruits that are going to be prospects that turn into professionals best case scenario so it's just like this loop to nowhere and the ncaa doesn't care i mean these conferences care more because again it's closer proximity to them so they have to and the schools obviously are closer proximity so they have to deal with it but it's it's a rat race to nowhere the ncaa the the racket is up at this point you know so it's like you can build all the committees you want to but like you said eventually these schools are going to say why why are they here what do they do here i don't want to be here i don't want to work with them they're trying to get rid of me like stop one of the solutions, I guess, if uh, trying to figure out the the balance between being a student when you're really just a professional athlete, yeah, is uh, what what if you just finally allow athletes to major in their sport? Yeah, you know? like yeah. you can just major in football if you go to Ohio State. Yeah, and you're just like you're like, and here's the proof of of me, you know, having done. And then the you work can get a job in the NFL, or you know, and like and like in the actual, you know, the, the, yeah, the yeah. business side of the operation because yeah. you're like, I went to Ohio State and I majored in football. Sounds stupid, but I don't know. We give, we give out stupid <laughs> yeah, I mean, degrees all the we time. Give, yeah, we give out dumber <laughs> degrees. That's for sure. Especially our two schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they want. Whatever they want. <laughs> oh man. Uh, other other news of uh, stuff that we can we, we can talk about forever, and yeah. we'll always uh, another another evergreen content mine for us is uh, who is rumored. We, we should just turn this into a segment. Who's rumored to be joining the SEC this week? Mm. I saw that uh, Clemson and Florida State. There was a report that Clemson and Florida State had reached out to the SEC about joining, and then Clemson and Florida State both have denied it yeah and um i am so starved for or not starved i'm so just foaming at the mouth for any conference realignment especially sec rumors that the fact <laughs> that they denied it i take that as even though that's like exactly you know what i mean like yeah they, if they don't deny it, I'm like, ooh, they're not denying it. And yeah. if they do deny it, I'm like, like, wow, why interesting. Why do they have to deny it? Why do they have to deny it? So that's where I'm at. Clemson FSU to the SEC. Uh, I don't even know how the report started other than, I don't know, it makes the most sense in the world. I think that's probably yeah. how it started. I but think the, someone just said this makes more sense than anything else in the world. So Yeah, but John John Swafford, once he got swindled by Maryland, he basically the contracts that they signed in the ACC for their new deal or whatever – it is this it's a five hundred million dollar buyout, I'm pretty sure, to get out of the mm. ACC. So it is very, very hard. I mean, and I, you, you know, if you're Clemson or Florida State, you're saying to yourself, we can make um, that money back, you know, if we decide to do this or you presume that you can. But that's still a, that's a hefty price to get out of the ACC. So I, I assume that's probably why they were so adamant to say that they weren't doing that. But there, there's no doubt in my mind they fished. And I also wouldn't be shocked that 
you know, because then the part of the report was that the SEC, whoever was leaking from their side, said, you know, they don't have enough money in their markets for us to to want them, Clemson and Florida State, but we still want Notre Dame, which I which I think <laughs> yeah. is hilarious uh, that they are still just like, yeah, but we also want NBC. So if yes. uh, if those guys are available, we would love to talk to them. Uh, if if one's got to go from the ACC, who are you uh, kicking in the curve between Clemson and FSU as the ACC guy? Mm, man, you know I, I actually like Florida State, uh, but Clemson's more of an ACC school. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a yeah. It's kind of you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And if if one were to go, then I would just send both. To be honest with you, like I'm I'm totally fine. You know, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where. Let them go. Like if they want to go, let them go. <laughs> I, I don't force people to be in situations they don't want to be in. I'm like, yeah. if you don't want to be here, okay. literally, see you later. Like I, well. it, we, and also we would like to take your billion dollars. Like, uh, and I would like, to, and I would pronounce that every single time in a meeting uh, that they paid us a billion dollars to go lose to Alabama and you know Florida and all these other schools. So that would be fun. I would laugh at them. I mean, if your Clemson is stupid, like you own the ACC in football, why, why would you go be second fiddle to Alabama? I don't, I don't understand. Because the SEC is the future, Tate. You just got done saying you're, you're, you see the writing on the wall that you, you, yeah. you, yeah, that's funny. SEC. I mean, if they, if they, um, now look, if it was a different conversation, they're like, we want to bring Duke in North Carolina to the SEC. Then I'm, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Now I'm listening. <laughs> 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 Mac Brown, baby. Mac Brown's not gonna be second fiddle to anybody. What's so funny though? You're you're doing it like it, uh, I I think you're half joking, but uh, exactly what you just did right there is how all of this works. That like yes. if if, uh, if if it's if not Mich- your school, you're like yes. what a bunch of idiots. But if it is your school, you're like oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. If it's Ohio State, all- Michigan are talking but, to the SEC, you're like oh oh. To that to that point, that's what I think. Like conferences are going to dissolve. To, like the NCAA is going to be the first to go, and then the conferences because you're going to just notice that like you can't trust anybody. You're yeah. like even if even if even if Ohio State joins the SEC, you think Ohio State is is going to get along with that? Like all, none of those schools are going to get along. No, they hate each other. Yeah, it's 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 literally since the Civil War. It was Ohio versus the South. <laughs> it's been like a as long as it's been a country, that's been a, a rivalry. Ohio versus Ohio joins the SEC. Uh, then they're they're never gonna get along. There's they're they're everyone's gonna be looking over your shoulder at all times. That there could be a time, Tate, where we all just like you're like we don't even need conferences. Let's all go the Notre Dame model. Yeah. And then like I said, my great grandson comes along and it's like, I wait got a an second. Idea. What if, what if we have rules for everybody? What if we have yeah? And what if we don't pay the players? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. Anything else we got to hit? That uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to shout out Memphis. I want to shout out Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway uh, famously hired Larry Brown, eighty-year-old Larry Brown, to uh, to come and join his program, the Memphis Tigers. I thought that he was done. I, I thought that Penny was like, I got all I need. He wasn't done, Titus. He reportedly is going to hire Rasheed Wallace, uh, ball don't lie extraordinaire, to come join his staff as well. And I sit wow. here as a North Carolina fan, thinking to myself, how. How is how do how is Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace not on the staff in North Carolina, but yet they're going to be on the staff in Memphis with Penny Hardaway? I'm jealous. I'm also excited because Penny promised us a lot of content, and let's be honest, he hasn't given us the content that we've been wanting. And I think the the clock starts now. This is you know how we always say the first year doesn't count unless they win. 
the Penny Hardaway era just started right now because James Wiseman was taken out for the NCAA <laughs> and all that stuff. So th- this is his first year at Memphis in my mind. Um, I will disregard everything else. Even the NIT championship. I don't, I don't discuss NIT championships. So I throw that out as well. Uh, Memphis basketball. Congratulations. You just hired Penny Hardaway. And oh my God, look at his great staff. Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace. I can't wait to watch for the first time. It's going to be amazing. And also if the American becomes a power conference, uh, you know, the big 12 is trying to keep that from happening. But if that does happen, then Memphis is really going to the moon. So, uh, oh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah this is Penny's first year. I first like it. year. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Congratulations, um, Penny. Thinking about Carolina guys on other staff staffs, <laughs> um, I just thought of this nightmare hypothetical for you. And mm. I, I'm curious how, how you would take it. Whew. Roy Williams no. is not on staff. He's not on staff, but he's. Do you remember what Gene Cady did for Steve Lavin, which is basically just sit two rows behind the bench yeah. at every yeah. St. John game? Yep. Um, and we weren't really sure what his role with the team was. <laughs> uh, let's say Kirk Heinrich. Oh God, is now the head coach of Northern Iowa. Say he's from Iowa, right? Kirk yeah, Heinrich I think so. Iowa, yeah. yeah. Um, and he asked Roy to just sit two rows behind the bench and cross his arms at all I'm, the games. I'm okay Roy's with like, Northern I will, Iowa. I will wear I, the I, Northern I, Iowa polo. <laughs> and you have to now watch Northern Iowa every Kirk Heinrich game. It's 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 Roy Williams is now tied to the to a different university. Your thoughts, Tate? No, I, I don't think that's even possible because from what I from what I can gather, Roy Williams is still like the shadow coach of North Nobody Carolina. Nobody cares about what the reality is, yeah, Tate. This yeah. is the, this is the but the hypothetical. I thought that you were gonna say Kansas. I, like if Roy if Roy was doing this at Kansas, it w- it would be a big problem. That's a nightmare. Yeah, it would be yeah. a nightmare. I mean, it's kind of like when Larry Brown went to the 08 game. I mean, Roy was there, obviously, too. But Larry Brown went to the game when Kansas played North Carolina, when Kansas blew us out, up 40-12, to 12, we all remember. And Larry Brown was pulling for Kansas. And again, Larry Brown played basketball at North Carolina. <laughs> That's his alma mater. And they asked him in the crowd who he's pulling for. And he's like, uh, Kansas. And that, that like, shot me in the heart when that happened. <laughs> so if Williams went and did the same thing, I, I would be shook. So. What, what about uh, – <laughs> What about like a Thad Mata situation where Roy, like UNC Asheville, is like, here's a dump truck of money, Roy. Yeah, that's we fine. want you to just kind of like that's fine. be around. I'm okay with that. I'm okay if it's like a Northern Iowa, UNC Asheville, just he wants to be around basketball in some sort of capacity. I will not but, be okay if it's like a power school like Kansas, you know, where, okay. I, where I, right. I, I'm like, where Kansas fans are coming back at us and saying he's our guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a second here. Um, I want to shout me. out. I want to shout out. Uh, my one, my first shout out before you go. Let me see here. I got a handful. Uh, Coach K. Oh I'll yes, start with Coach K. Yes. Uh, Coach K. Uh, a man who um is such a good recruiter, is such a force mm. uh, at Duke University Tate that he has landed his first retirement five star. His yes. first post coaching at Duke five star. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are uh erroneously attributing. Uh, what's the guy's name? Derek Whitehead. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, he's from Derek. New Jersey. Yeah, Derek. I think it's Derek. <laughs> I think, I think Derek. it is Derek. I mean, I like Derek better, I, but I, do you remember the? Uh, <laughs> do you, this is a pan pan situation that we got to figure out. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, I, I I don't know if you remember these, but it, it was a very brief run of them. Um, Michael Malley for ESPN the magazine did these commercials where he'd wear a Bruins jersey and he called himself the Rick. He was just like I. Don't I Oh my God! I, I, someone out there listening remembers where Michael Malley is like, "What's up? I'm Rick. My friends call me the Rick." And then, and that was 
and it was it was like the height of Michael Malley when he was like coming off of guts, and yeah. he, his star has never been brighter. Pre Glee, <laughs> I'm talking pre Glee, mm. post guts. Michael Malley mm. is doing ESPN the magazine commercials, and he's the Rick. Go look him up on YouTube. I'll go check um, it out. That's what. That's why I want. I want his name to be Derek. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does feel like we're gonna get in a Trayvon Duval situation here, yes. where we're like, um, I don't know what his name is, but some something around there. Uh, but but uh, uh, Whitehead is a uh, class of twenty twenty two five star Tate, and he uh, has committed to John Shire. John Shire will be the head coach of Duke. But he has said in in his commitment announcement, or like why he liked Duke, is that basically he loved Coach K and that whole program and all that kind of stuff. He mentioned Coach K in the quote that I saw. Yes, as to why he's committing to Duke. So congratulations, Coach K. You did uh, it again. He's recruiting from the grave, basically. <laughs> <laughs> from the great beyond, you're still getting it done on the recruiting trail. God bless you. So, yeah, Coach K, uh, we love him to death. We we miss him with Team USA basketball. If Coach K was coaching, like you mentioned before, we'd be winning games by 50 points. Um, yep. Even with the current constructed roster, as we know, Coach K is just that good of a coach. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him. He just keeps getting it done. And he will be around... As much as he wants to be with John Shire, I, I could see him still kind of shadow running Duke for like two, three years. Shadow, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're right. He might I, think gonna wear, I think he's gonna skin John Shire alive and wear his carcass on the yes, bench and yes, just continue yes, coaching. Yes, we're like, is that John Shire or Miss Doubtfire? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? What a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, I mean, it checks out, honestly. If I know anything about Duke, that's something he would do. I want a super cut of all the te- all the things we've said about Duke throughout the years, like yeah. stuff like like any other program. I would have paused. I've been like, am I am I really saying that he's gonna wear his assistant coach's skin? I probably shouldn't say that. That's probably not a great thing. No. But for some reason, when we're talking about KHI, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's all right. No, I mean, it, well, it's also it's it possible. Plays. It's in the realm of possibility. Wouldn't shock anybody. I think Coach K could drink his blood. Honestly, yeah. I think yeah. that's actually something that might actually happen. Uh, I also want to shout out the uh, the town of Manhattan Beach. It's a sleepy little town on the coast of uh, Southern California here that uh, uh, is is very affluent. Tate. You, you know it well. You know yeah, Manhattan yeah, Beach yeah. well. Uh, I have made my desire to break into the Manhattan Beach elite circle uh, very public for quite some time. That has been a goal of mine since I moved to, uh, to the Los Angeles area. <laughs> uh, I don't know how close I am to it, but uh, this weekend I went down to this thing they call the Manhattan Beach six man volleyball tournament. Mm. And, uh, I, I bring this up to say that, uh, I had no idea what I was walking into and it is basically just a, a, I've fallen in love with volleyball during the Olympics. That's one thing that's happened is like, I've been watching a ton of volleyball and, uh, I found out that Manhattan beach was doing this beach volleyball tournament. I thought it was going to be like a semi pro deal. Like I thought (laughs) it was going to be like, actually, instead it's just like, everybody is drunk out of their, uh, out of their mind. They're all in costumes and they're playing volleyball. And it was absolutely hysterical. And part of the reason it's relevant to this show. And I I think you might find it fascinating is that one of the teams Tate, on one of the teams, I look over at this court, I see a man in an American flag bandana, just yeah. letting it rip amongst the bros. A lot of Cali bros out there. Yeah. Some of the some are like Cali bros up. love volleyball. Yeah, they love they, volleyball. Yeah. Some of them look like some of the Cali bros are like, you know, your stereotypical trying to be Abercrombie models, trying to look good uh, more so than play good. Then you got like some washed up Cali bros that are just like old dudes with leathery skin that Mm. have just been playing beach volleyball their whole life. Can't move quite as well, whatever. Everything in between. Uh, And one of these Cali bros is wearing an American flag bandana. And I look over and I start squinting and I say to myself, is that? 
It is, Tate. A man by the name of Luke Walton. Oh, my God. Of the Sacramento Kings, who is playing beach in this beach volleyball tournament with Richard Jefferson on his team and Chase Budinger on his team, Tate. Oh, my God. Well, that's, that's a super team. That's a super team. And part of the reason I wanted to bring this up, too, is because uh, this was I went down on Friday, the day after the NBA draft. I was watching Richard Jefferson on my television Thursday night in Barclays Center with Rachel Nichols doing the NBA draft on yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Right. The the volleyball tournament starts at 9 a.m., uh, which I guess is noon Eastern, but 9 a.m. Uh, L.A. time. And I drive down. And I'll be goddamn. Richard Jefferson is there in Manhattan Beach. And I said, this man loves beach volleyball so much. He flew back (laughs) for this. He got on like a private jet or something, right? I I assume right after the draft was over. So he could be back and and play beach volleyball with the Cali bros. Uh, What what a scene it was. What a scene. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense for Richard Jefferson. And I will say I have come to enjoy Richard Jefferson on TV uh, over the past few months, more so than than I ever thought I would. And I also, the Lakers are signing every... 35 year old and plus uh, free agent that there is around. And I saw Richard Jefferson put out that he is available um, if LeBron needs a locker room guy. And I think it's probably for volleyball reasons. He's like, I yeah. I, I want to just play volleyball every month. I want to play beach volleyball. Yeah. yeah with, with, with the boys. So um, <laughs> anyway, it was a good time, by the way, I, I recommend you. Who uh, you won? Who year. won? By the way, do I, we know? I didn't stick around. Okay. I, was, I was too busy. <laughs> with other stuff. You're like, the party, it was like, like when I got there, it was like half party, half volleyball. And then by the yeah. end of the whole thing, it was like, is there still volleyball going on? I didn't realize. This one. Yeah. Whoops. No, dude, it's, it really is insane though. Cause it's like, I think most people picture, like even when I say volleyball, I, I can, I know a lot of people from the Midwest mm. and, and the East coast and the South listen to the show. Um, and they probably picture like volleyball that you and I might play at our family's family reunion barbecue where yeah. we're all just kind of standing there and no one really jumps. And then every so often, you, you and I decide we're going to be the one to spike it. And we just hammer it on our brother's face or whatever. Yeah. Um, these guys are absolutely like they're, they're one of the teams that did not win because I know uh, one of our mutual buddies was on the team and they sucked. Uh, but they had like four dudes that play professional beach volleyball. There's like a 6'10 dude with like 0% body fat that is yeah. just hammering. Sp- like it was insane. That's what made it so funny to me. It's like these people are in costumes. They're all drunk. But was they're it also Zach like, Schwartz? He seems like the guy. It was, was. It was, God, yeah. that checks out. It was his team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They had they had legitimately professional beach volleyball players where like half their team is six eight and taller. Yeah, they have ringers. And, and, this isn't fair. Yeah, and they're all they're all like very good, but they're also like way too drunk to like win. You know what I mean? Because they're all like at the bar. I saw I, I was with them. I was watching them just like pour pitchers of beer yeah. on each other. Yeah, and then twenty minutes later, they're trying to play volleyball. And anyway, it was it, that's what made it so funny to me is like watching these guys who are are like actually it, it, it's I don't know. It's like if you went to to NBA Summer League and there are like guys on NBA rosters that are just like getting drunk at the clubs in Vegas and then yes. like playing basketball in front of you at the same time. And you're like, what is? <laughs> yeah, it's like you mix the, the nightlife and the day life. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enough of that. But uh, I, 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 in my mind, Richard Jefferson, Luke Walton, and Chase Bunninger all won. So yeah, I think so too. I, I that think sounds like a pretty good team yeah. to be honest with you. And Chase is a professional, actually, right? Yes. So we, yeah. yeah, we have to suspect he would win. <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was my big takeaway. Was I remember when Chase Bunninger kind of stopped playing basketball and like started mm. playing professional volleyball? And I remember thinking like, what? Why would you're not gonna like try to get back in the NBA? You're like, what's going on here, Chase? And then after going down there this weekend, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you know, I would if, I'd, stayed, if I had a ton too. of money, yeah, 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 yeah I, this is a good life. This yeah. is a, this go is, to this Arizona games like once a year. <laughs> yeah. You fly in, everyone tells yeah. you how awesome you are. 
go back yeah. and play volleyball on Saturday. Just and play Sunday. some volleyball on yeah. the beach. And, yeah. Yeah. That's a good life. Living so. the dream. Anyway, uh, anything else before we go? I just want to shout out uh, the movie Tenant. I watched it for the first time on an airplane. Uh, it, I it, saw this. It was I unbelievable. Saw, I saw your it was uh, unbelievable. stream I'm, of consciousness. I'm so, I'm so mad at everybody. I'm literally, I, I've unfollowed what? like five movie critics that I used to follow. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't it's one of those things where, you know, there's like an imposter syndrome that went into my life because I, I, you know, was working with all these, you know, so-called critics and, you know, you know, these intellectuals that knew so much about film and television and things when I was younger. So I soaked all this in, was trying to, you know, you know, curate my taste to fit, you know, certain things. I'm, I'm, I would watch, you know, movies that, you know, Orson Welles films and things I hadn't seen before. So I tried to like, you know, make my palate, expand my palate, whatever you want to say. But Chris Nolan has always been the first person that really got me. Like I, I saw Memento when I was younger. And then obviously Batman's my favorite, you know, character, superhero, whatever you want to call him ever. And then the, you know, the, the trilogy with the Dark Knight and Batman Begins was the first one that really got me in the dark night for sure and then dark night rises i had a great time but anyways i'm a chris nolan stan as they would say on the internet and i'm so much of one that when all when tenant came out it was obviously during a global pandemic i was trying to i, I didn't want to see him fail you know what i mean and all i right. saw was people saying that this movie was a miss and that da 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 mm -hmm. i couldn't understand it couldn't hear it couldn't do this john david washington is bad R rob pattens is bad yada 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 and, and so my my decision was that I will stay out of this, right? And I'm gonna wait and I don't wanna see Chris Nolan ever not succeed. And then I'm on this plane yesterday, flying back home. My dad just had his birthday, went and surprised him, had a great trip back in North Carolina, and I'm flying back, I'm feeling good. I'm like, you know what? Chris Nolan's never let me down. He's let the critics down before, but he's never <laughs> let me down. You know, Dunkirk was a masterpiece in my mind. So I'm like, he's never uh -huh. let me down. I'm gonna go for it. It's a plane, it's gonna take up two and a half hours. I start this movie, the title sequence, before we even get like once we get to just tin it, you know, just to, to lead up there, better than any new Bond movie, which is that's what Bond's known for, their title sequences. Better than any of those. And I'm, I'm the guy next to me on the plane is laughing at me because he can see that I'm like livid. You know, I'm like pissed. I'm literally pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm so upset because it's so good. Um, and and then as I'm watching the movie, you know, one of the earlier lines in the movie, um, Barbara, the character's name, she says, you know don't try to understand it feel it you know what i mean and that is tenant to me you know? like don't don't come don't come to me trying to talk about entropy and all these like different things the laws of the universe and all that shut up shut up shut just up. feel it enjoy it and it washed over me i'm going to watch it again tonight uh, at home on the big screen i'm going to uh, really really enjoy it and savor the moment and i just wanted to say chris nolan He's always been right. And I'm not saying he doesn't have flaws. I'm not saying there's not holes in plots. I'm not saying that the characters don't have the depth that they should or anything. I don't care about any of that. When I watch a Wait. movie, I want to be enthralled with the concept and the idea and the spectacle and all of the all the things that go into movie making magic. And he does it every single time. And then guess what? He did it again. And I'm so mad that I let the critics. <laughs> I let the haters win. That's why I'm so upset. I was like, I can't believe I let the haters win. And I can't believe they held me back from watching this for a year. It was a great movie. Go watch it if you have it. If you're home right now, go watch it. I thought you were going to say you didn't watch it originally because you wanted to see it in theaters. And no. the pandemic kept you from theaters. And then you're like, so I watched it on a plane. No, <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. It wasn't even, it wasn't like, obviously that played a part in it. If, it, if I could have just gone to a theater, I probably would have gone on my own. But just the 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 hate that I saw, the vitriol that mm. I saw from people that were trying to slander my man Chris Nolan. And the fact that I cool. watched it and it was... I had a great time. That's so where does is Chris Nolan, uh, would you say he's number one on your list of 
artists, I guess we'll call it <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, who uh, no matter what they do, you'll you'll find a way to defend it. Yeah, or I mean, is, J, is, is J. Cole, there, is there J. Cole and Chris Nolan are pretty much the J. two. Cole, yeah. yeah. I, like I, J. Cole I, could just like fart in a microphone and put the album out and you'd be like, I get it. No one else gets it, but I understand I, what he's doing. I wouldn't doing even here. say that I get it. I would just say like, you're a hater if you're talking trash <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? You're like, that, that's all it is. Like, I, I have no time for that because like J. Cole is so important to like my high school, like all the mixtapes, everything. I'm like, I, I don't need any of this. And uh, yeah, Chris Nolan's definitely up there. I mean, Michael Jordan, of course, is, is probably the one that's in you know and by the way if you haven't seen new bob costas just came back uh back on the record his new show and he had barkley on it and barkley is his first guest and barkley tells a story of why he and jordan aren't friends anymore and uh it, it oh, was wow. yeah, interesting yeah it's interesting i don't want to ruin it because you know don't uh, spoil it yeah, yeah we'll i don't want to spoil it but go, go watch, watch that it. that was a that, that was what so i watched defend- after i watched tenant and then i watched charles barkley say why he and jordan weren't friends anymore and i was like man i'm having a great but flight I- I will say your your heart's not always in it when you're defending Jordan because like if I if yeah. I were to point out like his fashion sense that Michael Jordan dresses like a goober you'd be like so do I I mean you uh, know what I mean like I'm a goober yeah. too like it's just it's just like we're from North Carolina we're from the country like we like we leave us alone we're not supposed to be in Vogue we're not supposed to be in GQ <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh uh, all right well I've, I've never seen tenant so oh, i guess i need to go watch wow. it wow yeah. go watch that's it. what made it that's what made it so funny it was like just watching you just like losing your mind about something that i had i had no point of reference whatsoever and yeah. I, my understanding is it's already a confusing movie and then watching you it, try to explain a confusing movie when I haven't seen it, yeah. it was hilarious. It yeah. was all hilarious. So. Uh, well, and, and also like Denzel Washington's up there as far as people I will defend. Uh, and his son, like people disrespecting John David Washington, who's the star of this film. I thought he did a great job. So, so like I watched this movie <laughs> and I'm like, why were people talking crap about him? Like he, he's doing a good job. You know, like I, I was so upset. <laughs> I was so, I was, I was infuriated, you know, and there's people around me and they're like, this guy is going crazy over tenant. It's like, yes, I, I can't help this. <laughs> <laughs> dude I've, i haven't seen you that fired up since uh i i, I, I just yeah. I, I i learned a great lesson you know if you like something if you love something if you really believe in someone there's something you just gotta go for it and you gotta stick with it and and who cares what the haters say they don't let them dilute what you enjoy and that's what i learned uh, another valuable lesson as i as i as i flow as i flew back you know um watching this great movie by chris nolan it's a great time life advice with tate frazier there it is um <laughs> All right, that's the show. We will uh, see you guys later this week. Yeah, we'll be back in studio. Finally. Yeah, we're gonna be back in studio. Uh, it is August, which uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll. See. I, I was about to say something. I'll. I'll well, we I, got I don't summer like league coming. Up. I don't like making promises yeah, on the show because uh, it's. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, we have so a big not... guest coming on Thursday. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. See you guys. Before we go, one more reminder: you gotta watch Team USA. Uh, don't be one of the uh, the the fans we were talking about. Don't be if if you're a red blooded American. Damn it! I don't care what your feelings are towards Kevin Durant. You must cheer this team on. We have to win gold. You know it. I know it. We all know it. And you need to be watching. And the way you can watch is Peacock, the streaming service from NBC Universal. Peacock is the home of U.S. men's basketball with every Olympic game from the team. We only have two left, Tate. We're going to beat Australia. Then I'm calling it. We're playing Slovenia. I don't think we're going to get a rematch of France, unfortunately. I I would really love to beat them after they beat us, but uh, we're going to play Slovenia. There are going to be a handful of Mavericks fans that are cheering for Luka. They're going to look like absolute idiots because we're going to win gold. I'm very excited for it. And you should be too. So go go get Peacock. Uh, Don't miss a minute of the action. Go to PeacockTV.com. Sign up right now.